All right. Hello, everybody. It is Garrett Anderson coming at you live. What day is today? Let's see here. September 25th. Uh, just got a few minutes here after uh, work, wrapping up the work day, and wanted to share a few thoughts and a, uh, a new little recording. Um, a, uh, a friend of the podcast requested uh, or suggested a song called uh, uh, Leave Something Behind by Sean Rowe, uh, nice, uh, nice baritone singer, folk uh, singer-songwriter indie dude called Sean Rowe. Uh, wasn't familiar with him before, so it was cool to check out his tunes and, and learn this song. And uh, it's a neat little tune. Um, it, it revolves around this hook of trying to leave something behind. And, uh, you know, there's a couple interpretations of that throughout the song, I think. Or at least that's kind of how I think about it. Um, in terms of uh, whether or not you need to carry something along with you as you move forward in life. Or, uh, or if you're trying to, to leave something here. Um, to be remembered by or or to to leave it better I think that's one of my favorite life philosophies that I'll try to teach my kids is leave it better no matter what situation you're entering no matter what life deals you or or what kind of crap other people uh, seem to get fed up with or, or, or fixated on you know try to leave a situation better than you found it um, picking up trash at the park you know to being a, a soft place for a friend to land on and, and vent a little bit and give them some different perspective and just be there for them uh, in their moment of need or, you know, not, uh, not use up all the natural resources of our planet so that we can continue to habitate it, habitate it, habit, habit, habitate, habitate. Uh, live on it is what I'm trying to say. Maybe I'll just choose a simpler word there. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm hearing myself have this kind of strange tone and I think it's just cause I know I've, I've only got a few minutes and I don't really have too much to say. There's like, you know, stuff going on in the world. Um, North Korea and the United States are kind of, you know, at each other tit for tat uh, with, uh, 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 at least vocalizing military might. I don't think we've had to do anything yet, and, and I think they keep trying to demonstrate their prowess with missile launches and things, but um, yeah, hopefully that doesn't escalate into anything too terrible. Uh, and then also this Sunday, the NFL had some sort of you know call for unity with you know this whole thing of some players kneeling during the national anthem in protest versus standing and you know it's just kind of there's a whole lot of people being sensitive about uh, a lot of things and I, I kind of am personally choosing to just sort of try to direct my focus and attention in ways that's uh, happy for me and and hopefully like I was saying you know leaves it better for the people that are in my life and uh, maybe if, if each one of us can kind of do that in our own spheres, it'll have uh, an effect on the whole. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, so yeah, what else is happening? Um, I was listening to the Sam Harris podcast, and he was interviewing Ken Burns and uh, a, a woman that he collaborates on on his docu-films, sort of mini-series documentaries. And they were talking about their, their most recent one on Vietnam. 
And the reason I wanted to bring it up on the podcast was I heard something interesting. It made my ears perk up that uh, they incorporate the music of the 60s into their documentary about Vietnam. And it's not just, you know, music that fits the mood. It's literally like the tunes that came out of that period. So they help tell the story. And I thought that was really neat. Uh, Ken Burns was over the moon about the fact that the Beatles or, you know, whoever manages the Beatles uh, music and like the Jimi Hendrix estate, whoever's managing Hendrix music and even some folks that have always sort of held out with using their music in any sort of commercial way, like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Apparently all those people were, were willing to license the music for use in the documentary at like a pittance, you know, a, a very nominal fee, um, or, you know, some sort of bargain for, uh, Ken Burns to use those, those pieces of music. So apparently the soundtrack is pretty cool. And then in between the songs from the era, they had Trent Reznor and, uh, one of his collaborators, uh, score the film to give it this angsty sort of emotive, uh, yet, uh, somewhat resolved, soundtrack to it so i thought that was really neat that they they gave the music its due in terms of giving it a few moments on the podcast while they were also talking about the the actual content of of the conflict in vietnam and uh man what a just a nice like dose of perspective i'm gonna try to watch it and you know just kind of remind myself of what was happening in history and and how quickly and and how terribly things can get out of hand. Um, And there was a couple themes that that Ken Burns and Sam Harris and and this woman, um, I apologize, I'm forgetting her name at the moment, um, were talking about, including stuff like, you know, you one of the ugly things that we saw was when soldiers were coming home and being called baby killers and, and, uh, and, and, you know, there's protests about the soldiers. And I, th- I think one of the things that these folks were hoping that we took away from it is that it's not necessarily appropriate to blame the warrior, you know, um, for the war there's leadership and there's military strategy and there's geopolitical conflict. And there's all these sort of things that go in to the whole, the whole mixture, the whole volatility um, of the of the historical situation, and then these soldiers are called in to do their duty, and and if they did it, you know, um, you know, they were following orders, um, and if they did it in a, in a respectable way, when they come home, it's it's not like you can blame the war on them. Um, I have mixed feelings about that. I think if you're a soldier, the you know you do kind of have to maintain some sense of responsibility and free will for what you're doing and make sure that you don't commit atrocities. But, uh, the, the other piece of it that Ken Burns was talking about that was actually a little startling was he, he, he was saying, you know, it's, it's in our nature. We're animals to be killers. You know, someone put it that we're not on the top of the food chain because we're nice, you know? So it's like, you know, you, you send off young men and, and, and women into the military. Uh, I think at that time it was mostly young men. Um, also, the fucking draft. Like, how lucky am I that, that at least so far, knock on wood, historically I've dodged that bullet in terms of, you know, just getting a letter in the mail that says, hey, show up for your military duty, military service. Although, you know, uh, maybe that'd be cool. Maybe people would be much more 
engaged in politics and, and geopolitical maneuvering if, if they knew that at any point in time they could get called in to uh, serve if there was a conflict. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, he said, uh, you know, these young men and women uh, getting constrip- conscripted, is that what it's called when you're drafted? Conscripted? Um, you know, that's just finishing school for making them killers. You know, we have it in our nature anyway. Um, and also the, the leaders that are talking about, you know, mass numbers of casualties. And then something that I heard was really incredible was that, you know, while there was certainly destruction of life on the, the U.S. side um, to an alarming degree, I think the number on the Vietnam side was 3 million people, you know, lives lost. And that's just staggering. Um, there's certainly a disturbance in the force when you think about those numbers. Obi-Wan Kenobi would have felt that. Um, so yeah, happy podcast today. Sorry. Um, let's say I've got something uh, lighthearted to talk about, which is, um, I've been working on my golf game and I had a particularly ugly round the other day. So I was trying to figure out what was going on with my, my grip. And I, I often just like to, you know, bring it back to the short game. If I can think about what's going on with chipping and, and putting and, you know, just kind of swinging my wedge, uh, a full swing with my wedge, you know, that kind of gives me some confidence to build my swing back up to where it needs to be. And so there's this little grassy area near me and I like to go there and bring a, bring a few uh, golf balls and just chip, you know, short chips, nothing too crazy, you know, maybe, uh, maybe like 40 yards at the most. Uh, but mostly I'm just working on getting some consistency between, you know, five yards and, and 40 yards. So I, I I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to chew up the grass too much. And I see, you know, oftentimes parks will come with signs that are like no golfing. And I, I think the rule for myself is as long as I pick up all my golf balls, then it really isn't a problem. And as long as I'm not chewing up the grass too bad, and I'm really not. And for starters, the grass isn't that great. Um, I mean, it's very nice. Don't get me wrong. But there's patches of, of patchiness. It's not like it's so pristine that you would notice a divot if I took a divot. Um, so I've been kind of chipping. And then the other thing is it's also, you know, just public use park. So people will kind of roll by with their dogs and, and let the dogs off the leash in the area and walk around. And And I was like, I always get a little self-conscious. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I don't really want people seeing me chipping golf balls in case they, they get uh, uptight about it. Um and, and obviously I don't want to, you know, concern them that, that they're going to get hit by a ball or their dog's going to chase my balls or whatever. So when people show up, I kind of just kind of tidy up my stuff and, and just go off into maybe a corner and, and work on short chips um, just by myself. And anyway, so I get this self-consciousness about, ah, should I even be golfing out here? This is kind of inappropriate. You know, there's, there's driving ranges for this sort of thing, but I'm also like, ah, but I only had like a half an hour before, you know, doing the next thing. And, it's not a, it's not a big deal. You know, I'm just out here doing my thing. It's like the world is meant to be used, right? Want to empower myself, have some empowering thoughts. Um, but I'm still like, eh, you know, when people come by, I don't really want to go do it. Um, or, or I, I wish I wasn't out there or I, I'm, I'm fearful of what they're judging. Um, so I'll kind of tidy up. And then this morning I, I took my dog out for a big, nice long walk, which was great. And we were walking through that grassy area and I was like kind of looking around I go, Hey, shoot, can I tell that I've been chipping out here? Is it, does it look bad? 
is it destroyed, you know, to, to any degree? And I was walking around, and I was like, eh, not so much. And then the other thing I was noticing was that there's dog poop on the grassy area. And and then I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. In terms of, uh, you know, what's upsetting, I, I was way much more upset about there being dog poop in the park on the grass than if somebody was chipping golf balls. So I sort of built in a, a, a little a little this, at least it's not as bad as that uh, mentality and justification for me chipping golf balls because I was seeing um, um, several different areas of just dog turds piled up on the grassy area. And that actually frustrated me. And I was like, oh, this is so gross, man. People should really clean up after the dogs, like really inconsiderate because people are running around. And I mean, would you rather step in a little clump of, of you know, dirt where there used to be grass because I accidentally chunked a, a chip and, and pulled up some of the, the grass and left a little bare spot? Or would you rather step in dog shit? And I was like, oh, man, like no question there. So I'm kind of like, all right, you know, that's not that big of a deal. I'm not going to sweat it. And if people don't say something, like, I, I just kind of want to get into the habit of like, eh, you know, if, if somebody has a problem with something, they can come talk to me about it. But as long as I'm not bothering people, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. And, um, so then we're walking along, walking along, we kind of get out onto the street and the sidewalk, and then we're walking somewhere else, and there's this rocky area next to the path, uh, the, the sidewalk path, and um, this is like, you know, five, ten minutes later, and my dog, Jack, uh, starts sniffing and, and starts you know, going over to next to a bush and, and gets into a squatty position and, and just lays down a big, big poop. And I was like, oh, man, well, at least I've got my bag that's tied to my leash. Oh, that reminds me, it was the last bag tied to the leash, so I, sh- I should go tie another one to the leash so I don't get caught unawares in the future. But, um, yeah, so I had to uh, live my own, practice what I preach, and uh, pick up this big steaming pile of shit off the rocks and carry it with me until we got home and, uh, and throw that out because... You know, I, was, I wasn't trying to leave the world a, a worse place. I was trying to leave it better. So uh, on that note, uh, hopefully you enjoy this tune. Just a little something to practice and, and try to fulfill a request of, of somebody suggesting a song to, to learn. So uh, without, uh, without any more preamble, as it were, let's uh, get into this. This is Sean Rowe. This is me doing a song by Sean Rowe called Trying to Leave Something Behind. Or leave something behind. Maybe, yeah, I think it's trying to leave something behind. And I uh, hope you dig it. It's not uh, It's not very upbeat. I'll tell you that uh, on the outside. So if you're trying to exercise or get some chores done and you need something that's not going to put you to sleep, this might not be the song for you. Um, so I apologize. You might want to pause it and wait until you're home and in the bubble bath or laying down with your favorite little blankie or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's mellow and, and it's cool. It's got, I, I really like the words. And if you can't figure out what I'm saying, maybe look them up for yourself and read along. Um, and then think about what, what is trying, what is the singer trying to leave behind? What is it? Um, what's going on here? So, uh, cheers, everybody. Have a good rest of the week, and uh, I'll talk to you later. I cannot say that I know you well But you can't lie to me with all these books that you sell
I'm not trying to follow you to the end of the world. I'm just trying to leave something behind. Words have come from many mouths. Oh, but I can't help thinking that I've heard the wrong crowd. When all the water is gone, my job will be too. And I'm just trying to leave something behind. Well, money is free, but love costs more than our bread. In the ceiling, it's hard to reach. Oh, the future head. Is broken and red, and I'm trying to leave something behind. This old world is a foreign land. We swallow the moon, but we don't know our own hand. We're running with the case, oh, but we ain't got the gold. And we're trying to leave something behind. Oh, my friends, I believe we are in the wrong fight. And I cannot read what I didn't write. Oh, I've been to his house, but the master is gone. But I'd like to leave something behind. There is a beast who's taken my blame. You can put me to bed, but you can't feel my pain. When the machine has taken all the soul from the man Well, it's time to leave something behind Oh, money is free, but love costs more than our bread In the ceiling it's hard to reach Oh, oh the future is is already dead And I'm trying to leave something behind Well I got this feeling That I'm still at the shore And pockets don't know What it means to be poor I can get through the wall if you give me a door So I can leave something behind A wisdom is lost in the trees somewhere Oh, and you're not gonna find it in some mental gray hair Well, it's locked up from those 
who hurry ahead It's time to leave something behind Oh, money is free, but love costs more than our bread And the ceiling is high to reach When my son is a man, he will know what I meant Well, I was trying to leave something behind I was just trying to leave something behind 